raise your hand if you dipped your hand into the cookie jar more than once or twice. Or if you started with the first bag of chips that looked so good, and then you thought, hey, there's a different flavor. Let's eat the other flavors too, and you kept going. Or if starting with Thanksgiving, you decided that it's your own personal pie eating contest, that where you have to try every pie that anybody ever made till the end of the year. And then what happens to many of us is we're overindulging. And I'm so glad you're joining me today. I'm Heike Yates, and I am here to talk about something that we do not need to do every year. As we're eating our way to the end of the year, we know that the end of the year, January 1 is coming, and that almost seems to give us permission to overindulge starting with Thanksgiving, gaining those 5, 10, sometimes even 15 pounds. And yes, there are things we never make any time of the year. But that doesn't give us permission to just power down everything we can get our hands on, only to say January 1st, all right, again, another year, another diet. And today I want to talk about the three reasons why we need to stop falling off the diet wagon. Hi there, you're listening to the Pursue Your Spark podcast. I'm your host and fitness warrior, Heike Yates. And on this show, we empower women over 50 to take back their health and strength with sound fitness, nutrition, and mindset strategies. Our guests on the show share their honest stories so that you'll have the courage to take action knowing that you're not alone in your struggles. Stop falling off the diet wagon once and for all. For years, I said it, diets don't work. Diets are a temporary fix for a temporary problem. But if you want to have sustainable and long-lasting weight loss, a diet is not the way to go. Well, if you say, okay, I'm going on the liquid diet, of course you're going to lose weight. Or if you say, I'm cutting out a whole bunch of foods and I'm only eating certain foods, of course you will lose weight because you're changing your caloric intake. So December 1 rolls around. You know, it's like, okay, this is my go-to goal. This is where my start happens. So you either throw out the foods that are not on your new diet plan that you chose and or you purchase new ones that are on that plan. Whether you like them or not, doesn't make a difference. The plan says so. And you perhaps have to buy new gadgets because without the new gadget, the diet program doesn't work is what you're made to believe. So then you say, all right, I'm ready to go. I'm gung-ho. I got my food. I got my gadgets. I got my program. And then you get into it. And the first couple of days are really great. You're really excited about it. And you say, yeah, man, you know, this new way of exercising and eating is really great. Let's keep going at it. By the end of the week, you're getting tired of the foods you're preparing because you may hate cooking, you don't like the foods or whatever it is. 
about it, the excitement wears off. And by week two, you're just done with it. And then, you know, you've been in quarantine for so long. It's been now eight months by the time of this recording, or almost nine months by then. We're just tired of following rigid things and we're stressed and we want to make we want to have some relief. So I'm sure that if somebody is tempting you with a bowl of M&Ms, you won't say no, even though it's not on your diet plan. You know, I've been in the fitness industry for over 30 years and without fail, January 1, the gyms are packed. Now, we'll find out how things will play out because most gyms, if not all, are closed. And we can't go there. It's going to be really cold outside to hold any boot camps outside. But in general, the gyms were packed for the first six weeks. And I remember my clients back in the days when I worked at a gym, they're like, I get all these people, what are they doing here? They don't know what they're doing and they're cluttering up my gym. But I always said, give it six weeks and we're back to normal. And friends, it has never changed for 30 years. It's been the same hamster wheel. Go on it for a little while, run really hard, get things done, only to fall off the wagon, as I like to call it today, but or jump off the hamster wheel because it's too much, too intense. It's not you. It doesn't fit your lifestyle. What else is new? But we're still made believe that this is the magic solution, the magic pill to all our dreams, to all our wishes. And today we're learning that it's not and what we can do about it to not go on the hamster wheel or the wagon and never fall off. So you have these really good intentions and you feeling gung-ho. And like I just mentioned, life gets in the way. Everybody means well. So somebody, actually, that's a true story. One of my clients got a whole apple pie for Thanksgiving. She's one person. She lives by herself. I asked her today what happened to the pie, if she ate it all or did she throw it away or what did she do with her pie? And she said, I gave it away because I can't eat a whole pie. I am pretty sedentary and I'm only having a couple of exercise classes with you. So she just gave the pie away. But when you think about diets, life does get in the way because people bring food or you go to a party. Well, maybe not during COVID, uh, but you do a Zoom party and you set up all the goodies and you just can't stick to it because it doesn't fit into your lifestyle or your partner, wife, husband, whoever shows up with their goodies because they're not on your diet. They couldn't care less. They may be supportive, but they're not on diet so they can eat chips and dips and drink maybe a Pepsi. Like this is my worst case scenario, but it happens. And then you sit there and you all your your best intentions, you smell the chips and you hear him go <laughs> crunching the chips and you just say, well, one doesn't hurt. Maybe two doesn't hurt. So slowly over time, your hard earned weight loss is melting away, even though you're thinking, yeah, I could do it. And then you don't. And then you think it's really hard. And then you feel 
defeated. You feel deflated. And you may even feel disgusted with yourself because once again, you couldn't put your mind to just sticking with that one simple little diet and keep the weight off. And bam, you fell off that weight loss wagon again. When you think of diets, they're usually not teaching you habits or lifelong changes of certain habits. There is the buy this, not that, eat this, not that, do this exercise, but not that one. These diets programs don't care of what you like, what you don't like, whether you like broccoli or not. It's their plan and they swear that this is going to work no matter what. And you know, I want to tell you guys that willpower is not the answer. You can have all the willpower in the planet and still fail at dieting because willpower is not what's lagging in those attempts to diet and lose weight. There are other factors. But if you still want to find out about other diets or certain diets, that you had your eye on, I would love it if you checked out my blog post titled Dissecting Five Diets and my verdict of each one of them. And I leave a link in the notes so you can read through that uh, blog post and make up your own mind. But first, let's dive into the three reasons why you keep falling off the wagon, even if you don't want to. Diets promise us instant gratification. It's like, yeah, in two weeks you lose 20 pounds or in four weeks you will be five inches smaller. But it takes months to develop a healthy habit that lasts. Sure, if you go on a drastic diet, a dramatic diet, changing everything all at once, you probably can lose a lot of weight and shrink your waistline by a few inches. But are you then able to maintain them? The allure of the quick fix is so great and it's so tempting because sometimes we just don't know what to do anymore. We're on that freaking hamster wheel and we wanna get off the hamster wheel, but we don't know how. And it's true that instant gratification sounds great. Who wouldn't want it? I mean, I sure would until I learned about all of this fitness and nutrition stuff and, and found out that instant gratification is just uh, smoke and mirrors. It takes hard work and consistency to reach those goals. And changing an unhealthy lifestyle whether it's not exercising or not eating healthy or being always stressed, it takes time. It takes consistency. And I said it again, I know. But it also takes giving you some grace that you can do it. And it is much easier to keep lounging on the couch with the habits you have, thinking that, oh, it's not going to happen again, instead of tying up, lacing up your running shoes and go for that first run. 
And number two, starting something new is exciting. It's great. It's the new year. It's a new start. It's everything's fresh. The old food's gone. We put the new food in. We got the new exercise equipment. The old one is shoved in somewhere in the corner. We learn to cook a new recipe or two or three. And we bought all the utensils that we can actually cook those meals. And changing our lives completely from what we did before is exciting. And we are excited and we're determined. We're like, yeah, this time I'm going to get these recipes and I'm going to continue to make my cookbook. And I'm, and I'm so excited that after, again, two weeks, it's not so exciting. You get bored of cooking those recipes and you're like, yeah, I don't like this. I don't like that ingredient. And you get tired of the same exercise routine. You're like, ooh, now I've got to swing a kettlebell. Just to use an example, there's nothing wrong with kettlebells. But you go, I never swung a kettlebell around. You go, okay, I'm going to swing this thing around again. I really don't know good form. I don't really know what it does for me. I'm just following this video that I chose. I have nobody that corrects my form. And I get all these aches and things that I didn't have before. But it's all exciting until it wears off. And then you feel the pain. You spend all this money on the food. Shh, I don't never eat those crackers. They taste like crap. I got all these bands and I really don't know how they work. And I'm doing these exercises. And does it actually do something for me? And I'm hurting all over from this running business. I don't know how, if I can sustain this and how it would work. And how do I see the results that were promised to me? So something new wears off and that wears brings you off that wagon. And number three are unrealistic expectations. So you got the program, you got the diet that goes with it, and you see who promotes that program. And they may look lean and fit and trim and like just great, just the way you envisioned yourself to look. And since we're over 50, they may have not gone, they as in the models for the product, they may not have gone through menopause or in the middle of menopause and dealing with hot sweats and sleepless nights and hormone changes and all that nonsense that bothers us day in, day out. And you're looking at the results and you're like, yeah, this is what I want to look like. Only to find out that if you read the fine print, which you actually need a, a magnifying glass to actually read them, it's like results may vary. Results may vary on how consistent you are, how tall you are, what age you are, how often you do the exercises, and what your previous history with exercise and dieting may be, your DNA, and a ton of other things that affect the outcome of the program. And so if it were easy, guys, to lose weight, keep it off. We wouldn't get on the hamster wheel. We wouldn't fall off a wagon because, and the, the diet industry wouldn't make billions of dollars off of your hard earned money. Because what it takes is 
to create a sustainable, a consistent, and a healthy diet that, and exercise program that you can stick with, that it may take a little longer than four weeks, two weeks to see the results. But you know what? These results are hard-earned and they're yours and yours to keep for life. So these are the three, three reasons why we keep falling off the wagon and it's no instant gratification, not happening, something that we're super excited about but can't keep, and number three is unrealistic expectations. So let's dive in the three reasons why it's time to stop falling off the wagon. Number one, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Don't change everything all at once if you want to lose some weight after the new year. I know, or I bet you have things that you are doing already really well and you don't give yourself credit for those things. Start with the things you already do well and build on those habits. Let's say, let's take walking because many women in our age group love to walk. So if you've been walking before the holidays and you, for some reason, stopped. In my case, I have family visiting right now. Yes, I know I am very fortunate that during COVID, my children were able to come. And I tell you, we had a lot of COVID tests, a lot of mask wearing in the house to making sure that everybody is safe. So it was quite a labor of love to make sure that everybody is safe, but they are here. So you have family you love to chat with them or you love to do the things that they love doing. Like my daughter was here and she loves to walk or hike. So we were doing that. So my own exercise routine fell a little bit by the wayside because I do bike and I, um, I run and I do Pilates and strength training and that's so, but it was important to me that I get to spend the time with her and reconnect, especially I hadn't seen this girl in three years. Yep. You heard that right. I haven't seen my daughter in three years. She lives in Northern Ireland. We live in the Washington DC area and it just didn't happen. And then COVID happened, but I got to see her. So I wanted to do more things with her. My son, who I hadn't seen in a, in a whole year and his wife are here with us. And I want to spend time with them and they love to cook. And my God, do they make amazing meals. One is better than the other. And so there's a lot of cooking and shopping and chopping and eating these couple last past couple of weeks. But you know what? So I ate a little bit more. I exercised a little bit less, just like you. But it's okay because I got to reconnect with the people that I love. And now I'm not waiting to January 1 to clean up my diet or to pick up my exercises again. I started this week. Then I said, all right, I'm back to what I love to do. We're still spending time together, but I'm building on my healthy habits that I have before and I bring them back in. So if you're the walker, maybe you gave up walking. So bring back walking into your life and start going further each time. You may have a little bit more time right now. Or one good way to, to burn more calories and also tone your butt ski a little bit is doing hills. So you're just walking up and down a hill. So 
there's many options how you can tweak your workout with making it longer or more extensive. Um, what you could also do if you were thinking that you want to create healthier meals that are less pie oriented after the holidays, you may take some really healthy cooking classes. So think about this, add activities that you enjoy into your life, into your life. If you hate running, you know, I'm a runner. Just don't run. I didn't say you had to run and you don't have to run because I run. If you'd rather bike, hop on the bike, pick something that you can do as you get older and enjoy the activity. Because if you start something now, it's never too late, of course, but if you start now, you get better at it. And if you love it, you do more of it. And one thing I hear often is, Heike, I don't have time in my day for these hour-long workouts. They don't have to be hour-long. In the four-week lean-out program, and I'll put a link in the show notes, you can see that our workouts are only 15 minutes long. Yeah, one five. That includes walking or trampoline or bike, whatever it is, in your cardio portion. But also in the strength training portion, you have Pilates, the bands, and the ball to tone your body in 15 minutes. So anybody can fit that in their day. So don't think when it comes to exercise that you need a ton of time. Do little chunks. If you find that just before lunch you have a half an hour, go do a Pilates workout or go for a walk, whatever it is that strikes your fancy. One thing I want to tell you now is that not everything goes smooth. And that is when we often, oftentimes get deterred. We're thinking, I didn't run today. Let me use running as an example. I didn't run today. I didn't run yesterday. So it's two days already. Oh, why don't I just bag it and wait till January 1st? No, no. Start today. Stop the excuses of not having time. We solved that problem. And if you find that you can only run 10 minutes, it's great. You can do easily a mile around the house. So it's perfect. So take the little baby steps, as I like to call them, and build on them. Because you know, once you start, you start feeling better. You start feeling stronger. You start feeling healthier. You get rid of all the uh, sweet stuff that we ate over the holidays or salty stuff. And you start getting more energy because of the exercise or the healthy eating, whatever it is you choose. Now, if you overslept and your workout is always in the morning and you overslept, it's no problem. Squeeze it in any time during the day. That's okay. You know, we're human. We're normal. We're not perfect. We're not saying, hey, here's Heike and she's got her exercise and her eating together and look at her, what she can do. Well, it's years of practice. It's years of not being perfect or not getting to the point where I just forgot to buy the ingredients for my dinner and I'm going, oh, what am I going to cook now? Then I open up the freezer and I think of something to do with what's in my freezer. So don't be so hard on yourself. Make sure that you you continue the journey. 
Remember, it's a marathon, not a sprint, that you keep going with those goals that you set for yourself. And don't be deterred by things that are roadblocks that are in your way. And number two is make health a lifestyle goal. It is not only about losing weight, staying at a healthy weight, being leaner, but Think about that. If you change something only for a few weeks, only to go back to an old habit, whatever it may be, and it may not be as healthy if you're jumping on the diet wagon in January, this is not sustainable. This is the quick fix, the fat diet, the one that leaves you empty afterwards, that leaves you like disappointed. So, Think of your lifestyle as everything that is from that ranges from being outdoor, getting sun, to sleep, uh, reducing your stress, eating healthy uh, and balanced meals, to a whole slew of things that you package together, and they may not be perfect. There may be a whole bunch of holes in there that you don't sleep well. You're you have a hard time dealing with stress. But tackle one thing that is most important to you and go for that and make that one life goal a little bit better. I don't want you to think make it perfect. I want you to think I can make it a little bit better. I can make my sleep better. As we know that if we're stressed and we don't sleep, our cortisol levels rise in women and this is where we gain the belly fat. And if we're tackling sleep and stress, that's also healthy. And that has nothing to do with the January 1st, let's change something. But it has to do with how you structure your life and really looking at your life and saying, well, how do I get better sleep? How do I de-stress or get rid of stress? Or what causes stress in my life that I need to eliminate or change so it doesn't affect me as much. I mean, for myself, I do not watch the news and I haven't watched forever because it stressed me out to no extent. And my husband is giving me the current news. So he's telling me what I need to know from around the world that I need to know. So I'm informed, but I don't listen to all the niddly, biddly, screaming fests and news outrage. And, you know, every news starts with the latest news or uh, hot off the press or whatever the, the words are that are being used that it's that, that makes you urgent or the feel that it's urgent. You have to listen to it, even though you can't do anything about it. And it made me so upset that I couldn't sleep. I was so stressed that I was lying awake at night after a couple hours of sleep and I couldn't go back to sleep and I was exhausted getting up the next day. So think of your healthy lifestyle goals as a whole package and start with the one that you need the most help with. And I have a ton of resources at HeikeGeats.com, either blog posts or podcasts that you can read or listen to that will help you with a positive mindset and different strategies. So go take a look at what it is that you need right now. And I'm sure I got a blog post for you there or a podcast. And number three, create a supportive community. That is super important. I know we're in the middle of COVID, but by now, 
you have gotten potentially a walking buddy that you walk with several times a week. If not, there's always somebody that you can connect with. And as there are many Zoom workouts, so you may find another friend that you meet on your Zoom workout while you're attending a class. Think about it this way. A supportive community is helping you achieve what you what your goals are. These are the people that have similar goals in their health and fitness. They want to be stronger, healthier, walk faster, play with their grandkids, uh, climb mountains, whatever it is that, that your goal is. But these are the people that you want to have in your pocket. These are the people that say, hey, what's wrong with you today? Why are you not coming out? Oh, it's raining and it's windy. And they're like, Get your butt ski out the door and let's do it. These are the people that you can count on when you're down or you're feeling less consistent, that they will be there for you positive with a positive attitude and helping you get moving or be continue to be motivated. And if you feel comfortable, tell people about your goals your husband, your friends, your co-workers, that if you want to lose weight, if you want to build more muscle, if you want to lean out, whatever it is that, or we want to eat more vegetables to make it very simple, make sure that you talk, trust or talk to people that you can trust and not the ones that sabotage your efforts. And you know the people that I'm talking about when it comes to those who sabotage your workouts where they go. Uh, really? Do you need to eat all that healthy food? I think you're great the way you are. Although you know you gained 20 pounds and you want to tackle that amount of weight or your diet is just not good at all and you know that you never eat vegetables. Pick the ones that, that go, hey, we can do this. Come on, let me help you. Let me show you. Let me be there for you when you need help or when you want to celebrate that you just achieved something awesome like cooking a new meal that actually tasted good. So think about it that way. And when I think of my supportive community and that was before COVID and now I'm running with my husband, but when I used to uh, be the coach for the Montgomery County Roadrunners running group, we all would elbow each other and say, hey, you didn't show up. Did you at least go running? Where were you? We missed you. Or you got a text in the morning saying, hey, we're meeting at six o'clock in this and this place. You better be there. So there's this community that in a good and well-meaning way supports your health and fitness goals. So these are the three things that I would say you, you strive for. These are the three reasons why it's time to stop falling off the wagon because you know it's a marathon and not a sprint. We're making health a lifelong goal and we're creating a supportive community that supports us. And let's not forget to celebrate. As women, we tend to just say, yeah, it's okay, I'm fine, I did this. But we never go all out and we say, yeah, look at me, I lost a quarter of a pound. Or look at this good recipe I made. It's delicious. 
Here, I never used to cook before. Or I walked two blocks instead of one. Celebrate your achievements. Tell the people that support you about these achievements because you should feel good about these things that you've accomplished. And if something doesn't quite go right or doesn't go exactly as you thought it should, give yourself some grace and try again. Because, you know, it's just like building a muscle. And I always do my bicep arm when it comes to this. It's like a muscle. Doing it once doesn't build that muscle. Doing it twice doesn't. But doing it consistently every week, over and over, you will get better, you will get stronger. And finally, you probably can say, hey, look, I built that muscle. And so it is with everything when it comes to health and fitness. Create something that is healthy, sustainable, and that you consistently can do every day. And I hope, my friends, you reach out to me at Heike Yates on Instagram or Heike Yates Pursue Your Spark and let me know how this episode helped you. And let me know that you will no longer get on the wagon to only fall off the diet wagon. And with that, my friends, I'm so glad you were here joining me for this episode. And we have one more episode to go before the end of the year. So stay strong and I'll see you one more time at the Pursue Your Spark podcast before the end of the year. And happy holidays. Ciao.